All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, you're one of 12 listeners of The Real Life Podcast, brought to you by Rig Hand Distilleries. What do you think of that, Chalmers? Up to 12. Yeah. (laughs) That's good. And Jared's here now with the audio, and it is professional. Sounds way better in my headset. And then at the end of the show, if we keep blabbering on too long, he'll play us off like it's the Oscars. You know, when they go up there and they're like, I'd like to thank my grade four teacher. Then they start the music and you have to shut up. Oh, yeah. He does that to us now. I like that's aggressive. It is aggressive. It's nice. Structure. Structure. Boundaries. Boundaries. Mm -hmm. In the bedroom. Respecting people's time. Got to respect people's time. I feel sorry for all the 12 people who listen to this show. Does he get mad at us when we go off the rails a ton? No, no. But he does do like a helicopter thing with his finger when we need to like wrap it up and go to break. Mm. It's a small price to pay for professional And audio. he sits closer where Dan used to sit back there so you could ignore him easier. Yeah. Now he's here. Yeah, now he's, he's right, right in the, the mix. Face. And he sets up, which is shit. <laughs> yeah. It was all ready to go. I saw a buddy last night at the game and he goes, uh, oh, it's a podcast. The audio is way better. Yeah. Fuck, you guys are still going off the rails, though. It is not about <laughs> anything, is it? I'm like, I don't know, man. It's hard. It's hard to sit down for 45 minutes and talk about whatever. I swear to God, you have structure every single time we do this, and it never goes it that It melts way. away. I like that. I like it, too. So, well, in the name of structure, we should probably talk about the current cast that is on today's episode. Yes. So Bag Milk is not here today. He is dealing with some family well, stuff. Yeah. It's a, an ailment. Yeah, I believe. And we, we send him all the best. Oh, so yeah. we got Chalmers here. I'm back. At Smigorowski. Yeah. Wheels in, demands the show start an hour and a half <laughs> early after having not been on the show for six consecutive weeks. Yeah. And says, we're starting early today, boys. I got other things to going on. I missed the whole thing. Yeah. We kind of found a midpoint. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Good. Yeah, yeah I was away for a little bit. Welcome to our podcast studio. Yeah, we're still in the office. It uh, <laughs> looks a lot like the office. Uh, it's amazing how he... 
it was able to capture the office so perfectly. You know what? Yeah, he like it's built. Uncanny. It's amazing. I would swear I'm in the office at Little Brick and not in the custom podcast studio we were promised back in May. May. Fuck, we didn't June? start talking about that till at least I swear August. we were already in the playoffs. August. Yeah, yeah, my fault. My fault. I haven't been here. But fuck you. Well, fuck me. What <laughs> yeah. do you mean? Fuck It'll get me. done when I get it done. No, you know what? Listen. You've always been that guy who knows how to do stuff yeah. and like gives other people information with an eyedropper. Like, Chalmers, we're building Blue Chicago. I need you to tell me what to do. And I remember one night you're like, I want you to take all the air vents into the kitchen and I want you to put them in these tubs of solution and scrape the paint off them with a knife. 11 years later, Chalmers, I realized that was pointless busy work. It absolutely was. It was just to keep you doing something so I didn't have to keep answering what should I do next? So this reminds me of when I was in grade one and my teacher would give me a note and say, um, little Wanye, I need you to go and give this to the lady in the office. And I would take it down there and I would give the lady the note and she would read it and go, oh, I'm really glad that you came here. Would you help me with stuff, some stuff? Would that be OK? Mm-hmm. Of course. She would make me unpack and pack boxes of photocopy paper. <laughs> Pointless fucking busy work. That's what you were giving me then. That's what I was. I was good at that. You made me go downstairs and smash all the cement off the bricks. I That's did. That's done. I got her cleaned up and ready to go. The whole site's ready. It's been ready to go since... August. See, that's the thing. You got it done faster than I thought. I thought it would take like a month and a half or two. I came in here every day. I know. I was like surprised by that. <laughs> you know I got effort I like, and no oh, skills. Shit. He's doing it. Like, <laughs> sending me pictures. I'm going, oh, God. <laughs> Anyways, you know what? We're going to get it done. Of course. I'm, you know, sooner or later. Yeah. I'm worried that if we get it done, then I'll be useless and I won't be able to come and hang out anymore. That's Maybe what you going to happen. I told you it's a lifetime contract. For one podcast studio. As long as we're doing this show, you're welcome to come as little or as often as you like. That's what she said. All I need you to do is make me a podcast studio so that when we come in here, there's a people banging on the door. Jared's got a new sign. Did you see the new sign out there? No, I didn't even know. Computer printed. My old handwritten scribble saying don't come in. It's been replaced by 38 point font. Like we're inching towards professionalism here. Well, Well, if we have actual podcast studio, we don't need a sign. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you're, we'll save paper. We'll save paper. So so as an update to it, knowing that I'm the only one that can get this thing done, it's going to happen when I say it gets done. <laughs> Fair enough. And, wow. Uh, when Thank it's you, gonna, Stalin. Yes. So when it's going to get done is right now. I just got back from a lo- from a vacation. Well, la di da. We'll I, talk about that, won't we? Yeah. Well, we will because yeah. a couple of things were pretty crazy on it, but it was fun. It was a relaxing thing. But now that I'm back, it's going to be focused. I'm going to focus my attention on that podcast studio yes. and getting it done. Yes. So. We will have more and more updates every week, and we will get that other podcast out of your office. You guys can start all of the podcasts down. All there. the podcasts. That way, on Friday yeah. when I show up to work, I don't have to get kicked out of my office. I have so a exactly. ON radio podcast can record. My Friday morning calendar says, "Don't go to work." A podcast in session. Is that right? Yeah. So while you were gone, Chalmers, I met a crazy guy by the side of the road who was painting photos, and I pulled over and talked to him. We became best friends. All his art is in Little Brick. He's not actually crazy. He's just mm-hmm. mildly eccentric, but so am I. He deals in surplus construction material and has made incredible claims that no matter what we want to build, if we go to him first, he can get wood, he can get metal, he can get steel, he can get, I don't know what the hell people build stuff out of. You ever heard get of some Oilers victories? <laughs> Oilers victories. No. You ever heard of anybody like that? I mean, that? I've heard of places that sell like stuff that people want to recycle, basically, like doors if they're not damaged and they take them out of a renovation they go take them to like a consignment store oh this is like somebody ordered 400 fireplace inserts in wichita that can't be sold and he's part of some network of shamans that can like get stuff like this i've never no i've never been in 
never dealt with anybody like that. Really? Yeah. Where's this? Where's this place? Like it's in his phone. Like he's just a broker, <laughs> and this is what he does. Oh, like, like he straight up just has like an inventory of stuff, and you don't know where he it doesn't is, own but... any of it. He's just a broker, and he's like, "This is what I do." And and so we're building the new building down the street from Little Brick, right? And we sent him a list of all of our shit, and he's like, "Yeah, no problem. We have to put a cooler in the basement of Little Brick here." Yeah. And he's like, "I can get you coolers for twenty percent of the price." Because restaurants are always going out of business and you can get them shipped here. Then I say to him, can you get me a bar? Because the new building we're building didn't have a bistro in it. Like, can you get me an old bar? Someone's cut up into pieces. And he's like, yeah, what decade do you want it from? I can get you a bar, no problem. People cut that stuff up and store it all the time. Hmm. That's really cool. You want any so, of that crazy guy's crap to build the studio downstairs? Yeah, I do. All right. So basically that means you would get a list of stuff that we needed, yep. which I could easily do. Yep. You give it to him. And he facilitates what he can and what he can't, you get somewhere else. Exactly. Is that kind of how it works? He's like, never go to the store and buy construction material ever again. I said, sir, I promise. Just we'll put never do one that. podcast studio on a list. Exactly. And to him and what decade do you want to find? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Give me uh, a podcast studio kit, please. I got him looking for an old clock for the front of the old building. Because yeah. we want to put a clock on there that says Riverdale time. It'd be cool if you could get like an old outside clock. He's like, that'll take some doing, but I can get it done. Why is he painting pictures on the side of the road? Because he had a spinal injury mm-hmm. and he has to stand most of the day or his spine right. compresses and he hurts himself. Yeah. So he taught himself to paint. He's yeah. unreal. If you go look in the yeah. little brick, I have, yeah. he probably dropped off 20 grand worth of art. Unbelievable. Just dropped it. What do you mean? Gave it to you? Well, it's all consignment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. Oh, because is there like you could buy it? Yeah. yeah. All of it's for sale. Grab one on the way out. Yeah. They're extraordinarily Sounds expensive. Good. And yeah, a little break guy, and go art shopping. Yeah, he does shows like around the world. Like he, when he brought his paintings and I'm looking at these prices, I'm like, mm-hmm, sure they are. And he's like, no, no, I sell them. Sell them all around the world. Had a show in Glasgow once. Really? Yeah. But I can be like, get me. What do we need? We need wood. We need two by fours. We need drywall. We need a, some soundproofing, some Roxel, yeah. safe and sound. Uh-huh. Uh, literally some Flooring. conduit, some are wiring. Leave, are we going to leave the floor concrete? Yeah, because uh, when we were talking about the acoustics of the place, I think you were saying that brick and concrete are better. The no. worst. Worse. Okay. We, need, we need uh, lots of texture and soft things. Yeah. Like if, if we were to do concrete flooring, we would need some sort of area rug or carpet or something. Ooh, that's Just, funky. Right? Yeah. You well, make it nice. Surplus area rugs. Yeah. What decade do you want it from? Exactly. I want it Persian from the 1300s. Yeah, because I don't think it's necessary to like do like an like a. We're not going to do tile, obviously. Can't do like a lamb. If we do a laminate, then we're going to have to like float the floor because it's a 1904 floor. It's got cracks everywhere. Yeah, it's like really out of level. Yeah, so it might be best to just seriously lay area rugs, and we don't want to carpet it. I mean, no, no, no. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be cool. And none of the walls can be none of the walls can be 90 degrees. That's the other thing I said. That's everything like against everything off. I've ever been told, like been taught building. If something's up 90 degrees, I usually fire somebody. But we're going to do that on purpose. For Echo. We shot a little yeah. video content in here on Thursday or Friday of last yeah. week, and it was so echoey. Really? So echoey. And like when you're sitting in here talking, you don't really realize. But then Jared was explaining, like you're talking, facing a wall, like a 90 degree angle. That shit's going to bounce back at you. Well, I looked into some paneling that's not like drywall. It's But it's like drywall. It's a paneling, yeah. but it is textured. So Because... Oh, okay. You know, drywall's not textured and it's going to bounce sound. Yeah. But if you wanted something on the wall, there's no point in putting up a drywalled wall, taping it all out beautifully, just to throw something that's textured on top of it, right? Remember when we got yeah. the taping done at Blue Chicago? Oh, yeah. Oh, my Remember God. That? They were not Remember happy with us. Well, we didn't tapers? do the taping. We did the drywalling. Remember? That no, was... no. When the tapers came in and lit the bar on fire? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was crazy. So what they did was they, like, when when they texture a ceiling, what they do is they 
prime at first, but that building, because it was a restaurant and you could smoke in it, it was, if they would have just primed it with regular, like, you know, water-based primer or something like that, it would have bled through like the yellow from the old drywall and all that would have bled through. So they had to use an oil-based primer and the oil-based primer is like flammable. Like, and it stinks. You have to open up the, the doors and we did it like right in fall. So we like, usually these guys are smart enough to shut the furnaces off, but the furnacing system around there was a little complicated. So you like, you might've shut a couple off, but you didn't shut them all off. And so these guys didn't shut the exact right one on that they had to do. Cause they, in this one section, they primed the whole ceiling and then the, the furnace kicked on right after they were done. They were still up on their like scaffolding. Their little stilts. Yeah. They were like literally like a foot away from the roof and it caught on fire and there was a flash fire from one end of the building to the other end. The whole roof just went like a flash fire. Like if you were to just pour gas on the ground, light it, and it just like went from one end of the room to the other as it burnt it up. That's what happened on the on the ceiling. So the fire department came. Fire department comes. I'm at Home Depot doing trip number four million, <laughs> even though you're not supposed to go to Home Depot to buy new uh, new construction material, I'm told now. Yeah. And I'm like driving towards the barn. I can see like a puff of smoke and I can see that there's fire engines and shit. So I floored in my little old Civic and I get pulled over by a cop and I'm like dude like my th- my shit's on fire like right there's like your, your bar's on fire well go right ahead after I give you this ticket and he no, gave me a ticket oh yeah, yeah. Ah, I rolled in man. god damn that was an interesting Hope day up. that was an interesting day I can't believe those guys had the audacity to try and charge us full price and I had the audacity to avoid their phone calls for two years yeah you yeah. can't light my roof on fire and give me full ticket friend all the all the, all the little things are melted remember all oh the yeah little- or they melted a bunch of stuff oh, yeah. Some a bunch of wiring yeah it wasn't good Knowing what I know now about life, because I was only 23 when this was all popping off, I would dig in my heels and be like, you need to come out here and fix this thing. You can't just oh, yeah. be lighting shit on fire and running away. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I think they did fix the ceiling, but mm-hmm. it did set us back a bunch and it cost us some money and stuff that we oh, yeah. weren't going to have to replace. God, that was a long summer. That was a long summer, but it was good. We were in the dressing room yesterday at our men's hockey league game and we were telling old stories about the bar. Oh, were you? Oh, yeah. Was oh, hilarious. what are you talking about? Well, I love becoming old you know men. You we, can talk about yeah. rad shit that happened. Well, in the dressing room, we like, you know, you mostly talk about stuff you shouldn't talk about out in public. And we have- Chalmers, I haven't been in a sports room, dressing space. A lot of swears, a lot of talk about, okay. you know, fighting. Sure. So we have one buddy that just wanted to reminisce about every single- fight that happened at blue chicago oh it'll take a while yeah he was starting to like jumble them together because he couldn't keep them all set and we're like no that was the halloween one like i don't know that place seemed to turn out into a rumble everybody was yeah it was weird like the last year there it was uh it was the roadhouse it was it it was the roadhouse and i remember just sitting at the vlt with my back turned to it, uh, just pretending it wasn't happening. Mentally, I your fielding. <laughs> I'd mentally committed to fighting once a week while we're there. You had to. Yeah. Like you was, just, you had to go in there with the mindset yeah. that like, you got to be ready for anything. Remember the one that started over the pool game? Yeah. And then the yeah. guys were whipping pool balls through the wall. Yeah. And then I'd gone to like a store and bought like funny signs to put on the wall. And then I had to move them all to cover the pool ball holes. Yep. Bastards. Yeah. On our brand new tape job. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> our brand new paint job. Oh. Yeah. So anyways, we were talking, we were telling stories. The funniest thing was, was, and Jay, we want to talk about this. We had to get a goaltender at the last minute. Oh yeah. And Tell him Chalmers. Yeah. And so our goaltender got sick and he told us. It's to your men- men's league goalie. Yeah. Our men's league goalie. Yeah. Don't you have a backup? No, you don't really have a backup in men's league. Oh. That guy would never play really. We're not that committed. Yeah. You play like once a week, right? Like the guy should be able to make it. Yeah. Usually when he can't make it, he tells you in advance, but he got sick. Ah. So he told us like 10 o'clock. There's nobody you're going to call at 10 o'clock on a 
what Saturday night yeah. to ask. So we had to like we had to call the league and they give you an emergency list of goaltenders. They have an emergency list of goaltenders. They do. Like the There's nuclear like, codes. You know There's what's like- the funny thing? There's like 40 of them on there. Like, yeah. how is there that many guys just sitting around waiting to go play goal? Yeah, oh yeah. And they play for free. And they play for free. Which should be a red flag. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, Something yeah. tells me you got what you paid for. So our boy shows up, and we're um, and I'm in the midst of listening to one of my friends tell a really horrifically vulgar story about two people he just witnessed in the casino, like <laughs> five minutes before that. And this guy walks in, and he is joined by his two sons, Seven and nine. In the dressing room. In the dressing room. Okay. Never met this guy in our Even in our I know life. you shouldn't do that. Like, it was weird. And so obviously it just goes quiet in there. These two kids just sit beside him. And I'm just sitting there with my head down because I can just feel like my friends all, like, we're all just looking around like, what the hell is going on? Like, we're going to get naked in there to get ready. We're going uh-huh. to shower after Gross. the game. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know what this guy was thinking. Yeah. And not to mention, he was one of the worst goalies I've ever seen in my life. He basically. How bad are we talking here? We're talking well, the he, monster bad. We're talking so, he had twelve. Yeah. yeah, go ahead, Jay. Well, Face the wrong well, I just, I, I want to just iterate the whole dress room thing. Like I came kind of late. I walk in the dress room is full, and there's goalie with his two kids, and it's just a, it just it's the biggest buzzkill I've ever buzz seen in kill. my life. Yeah, and then like can't they wait in the stands? And so then we're like quietly trying to like tell our stories, and then he's listening and like laughing, and like <laughs> we'll just like say like one line like uh, like give like one line feedback or one word feedback to it. Like he's like in one of the boys, and I'm like. Holy cow, man. Like, anyways, to well, be fair, it's, he it's, is on a 40 man deep re- goalie reserve list. But if you like, don't he's have, probably not living his best life. If he can't leave his kids with his with his wife. You don't know that she have, hasn't moved away on him because maybe he's a that's goalie. that's the deal. But maybe say, I have my two kids. I can't come play. Yeah, exactly. Because like, I was also thinking, these kids are seven and nine. If I, like, would I feel okay just leaving them in the stands, not like by themselves for an hour and a half? Isn't that Okay. I, well, I don't well know. he did. I mean, he did. But he, he brought him into our dressing room. So, yeah. like, exactly. He had the power to say, no, I can't. I'm with my kids today. Yeah. And then we could have called guy number two below him on the list. <laughs> yeah. And had him come out and probably be, well, hopefully. Well, I think anyone could have been, been better than this guy. Because, like, yeah, at our age, like, I go to hockey for, like, two reasons. Before the hockey game, to sit with the boys and just shoot the shit. And then the second reason, to sit in the dressing room after the game, have a couple beers and shoot the shit. And nothing guy, to do with hockey. Why you go to hockey? Well, that the exercise is good, but okay. I usually just at this well, point, the, the yeah. best point, like, like the hockey is the hockey is fun and it's good exercise, but exactly. It's about getting together with the guys. Cause it's tough now. You don't get together as, as much, much, right? And hockey is the one thing that brings us all together. And then, you know, having that post game dressing room beer, which is allowed at the river Cree arena because it's sure not is. a city arena. Everyone sure is. If case you're listening and want to call us out, we, no one's listening. It's we fine. follow the rules. And uh, yeah, and it's a this goalie comes to try to break the like break our like safe space. Like this is yeah. our place to, to to relive old stories, you know, that we've told four thousand times and make fun of people's junk to one another. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very intimate <laughs> thing. And then our boy rolls in with his kids and kills the sanctity of this. And the place. worst part is it's Remembrance Day, so everybody knows nobody's going to work the next day. So it's a five fifteen game. Thirty six beers roll into the dressing room. Thirty six beers roll in the game. We usually put in a shift after one of those games, right? But it isn't Remembrance Day. People are working. We're working. Well, well, we're it's, it's absurd. Depends loop. if you're government or bank. See, I was or told there was like no that. work today. That was the other reason I was so confused. Everybody was messaging me when no. I turned my phone. The content never sleeps. Content never sleeps. I never heard that. <laughs> what? I assumed we were working today. I was told everyone was going to be at the office. I go upstairs. Was, is there and, no one up there? And it's just poor Jared it's at the table me. by himself. And I'm like, Jesus. 
Let's take a break, boys. Real Life Podcast, back after this. Have you got holes to dig, earth to pack, and roads to build? Then you need to call Java Machinery Group. Does your equipment need a service? You can't fix stupid, but here at Java Machinery Group, we can fix everything else. With a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly, Java Machinery Group is a family-operated and Alberta-grown business. Here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada. Give us a call or visit us at JapaMachinery.com. Chapa Machinery Group. Join the family. Oh, man. I haven't heard that ad before. That's Joshy Brown, hey? Is that Josh Brown? Australian roommate slash BFF slash potential former lover who moved back to Brisbane, still works for the Nation Network. Yeah. Yeah, that's Josh. Pretending okay. to be a cowboy, pretending to be North American, <laughs> putting his Australian accent through the floor like a Helmsworth in a movie. It's, uh, it, it's amazing, though. Like it, it, You know it's Josh, but like at the same time, you're you don't think like it's it's such a separation from how he talks like yeah. he does a good job australians they can suppress the accent it was funny uh i think everyone needs to hone in and i hope josh listens to this because he feels vulnerable about it but he had to take this one word like 400 times when it says does your does your equipment need a service he couldn't get out service in a in that like thick like jesse venturian type accent service yeah, I was like, so even it was, it, was, it was like that. And so like he had to re-record that and he kept sending it to me. I'm like, no, man, he didn't hit it. He didn't hit it. He probably had to do like 20 takes of it. So he's super vulnerable about it. So everyone key into that ad, this ad going forward. And anytime you hear service, he even still struggles a bit. It's like the best of worst of all the ones he did. Jeez. So it's shout a, out to Joshy Brown for impressive. not being able to nail service. But you know who can nail service? Jabba Machinery. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Native. Native. Hello. <laughs> recorded organic content it's all there speaking think, of taking an l oh we got well we got to finish bob's story here if we could just there's more to this about taking an l okay oh, so God, yeah. he ruins the sanctity of the dressing room by bringing his children and like i said like it's 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 just like the dressing room is supposed to be that safe place so that's been violated now we go out and play this game and we're not playing a great team and it's like ice, pa- like West Edmonton Mall ice palace conditions out there. The ice was soft. Mm-hmm. It was hot. Mm-hmm. So it was a grind. Our boy, Bob. So he lets in, well, like, I don't want to get spend too much time, but he lets in eight goals on what had to have been 12 shots. 12 shots. They like, actually put it on the scoreboard. They count the shots at this place, right? Like in our games, it was 12 shots. And like, and so we quickly knew like the first, when the first shot went in like, uh, like, okay, we're in for one. So like we had to go into like defense mode and we were able to make, you know, it a very close game. I think we ended up losing eight, seven. Yep. And, uh, what's funny is, is, is Bob is this, oh, sorry. I shouldn't say his name. Anyways, Bob, Uh, (laughs) I was like 20 minutes ago, but yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> he he's getting fired up when we score. Like he he's so into the game, and he has the audacity to come do a flyby at the second intermission. Be like, let's win this one, guys. We could do it. And I'm like, oh my god, we? You're like Chalmers. Did you just hear what he said? I'm, I'm like, like, yeah, fuck Bob. We're trying. Yeah. We're does trying anyone, to win this one. Yeah. Does anyone else feel fired up by Bob's speech? So the, yeah. So yeah. then we go out and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's eight six. We tie at eight seven. We we want to pull Bob to try to get to make a comeback. He lets in a softy to let it go to eight goals and. We claw back to make it eight seven, and it was the yeah he comes at two most fifth, frustrating at, experience at, at, at two in minutes and fifty hockey. seconds left. It's seven six, and he goes, "You want you want me to come in?" And I'm like, "No, give us a minute fifty to try to score to tie it up seven seven, and then at a minute left, you come in. And if we if we can't get it done, and like one minute twenty seconds left, they basically shoot from behind their net 
and put one in. Yeah. And it right through his legs, like stand there. He just looked like he'd never been on skates before. And I was so mad because like we just worked hard for like a minute oh. to try to tie <laughs> in those up. conditions. Like yeah. it felt and like you're skating uphill every shift. And the worst it was part so of, hot yeah, and, and we had so many chances. And the worst part about it is terrible goal. Now it's eight six. We're all like pissed off. We do pull him and we score immediately. So now we have like, you know, 45 seconds to try to tie it up. Yeah. We should have. Anyways, I was, Anyways, I was with, pissed off. If, I don't usually get pissed off at hockey. I know. Like if we had a normal goalie, we would have won that game 7-1 easily. This is the only bit of intensity in competition that I get these days. It's good. So yeah. that game was before the Oilers game, and it set the stage yeah. of positivity going into what turned into another great tire fire of a game in Edmonton. Let me talk about this for a little bit here because I don't know about nothing about no real sports. Yeah, yeah. Please. I can talk about watching sports and getting lit up because <laughs> I did. I go down to the pint last night. I'm like, okay, it's showtime. Me and Mandizi going to the game. We're going to have some fun. Five shots at the pint before we left. We're This is going to be a win. Nice. I'm ready. Oh, yeah. Shit's about to go down. Feeling it. The first goal they scored. Five hole on Talbot. <laughs> 26 seconds in. First shot. Sound familiar, Was nation. it Bob? <laughs> Was Bob moonlighting as an well, oiler? Because yeah. it looked like he'd never been on. The puck literally went through him that, while he's spinning around on the ice doing God knows what. That's very Bobby. That Bob, that Bob <laughs> joke was made no less than five times standing at the wood at tap 25 with five guys in our team. We all just looked at each other. and was like, ah, fucking Bob. Like, it was bad. It I, was a really bad. Game. I will quote a little bit of our group chat. <laughs> I, I wanted to be funny. And I said, was it just me or was Bob a terrible, a terrible goalie? And everyone laughed. And then Jer goes... Talbot is the Bob of the NHL. Oh, he does have kids, too. Yeah. So we we're talking big smoke last week. You weren't here, Charles. But Talbot must have brought the twins into the dressing room to start the game. Oh. Something he would do. Oh. And we were talking about, I thought they were going to go 4-0. Shocker. Mm-hmm. And I slightly underestimated. I did not think they would go 0-4. Sorry, in the last four games, yeah, in the last, last podcast, you podcast. predicted that they uh, would yeah, go 4-0. 4-0. You know, so don't so you don't invite you onto the gambling podcast. Yeah. No, 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 we no, do one? no, no. So no. now predict they're going to go zero and four and see what happens. They got outscored nineteen to six in those four games. Mm-hmm. They look all the early momentum of the season, all like they had the bad schedule and the Brownleys of the world. They're like, there's no way they're getting through the first ten games. They've went through those games. All that momentum is gone. All of those early season hard fought wins with the bad schedule and being in Europe, that is all gone. I, I, I think you can say the momentum is gone, but those points that they earn could still be important. Sure, but you go 500 season. in the last week. But you got to admit, this yeah. has got to be the lowest point in for everybody's kind of psyche on the team right now. Well, when Don't they're 84 and you're like, we're flying high, yeah. fuck everyone, yeah. and then quickly get humbled. How the hell did they get out of this? Well, so... My take on the game last night, uh, and I'm not here to defend the Oilers. Yes, uh, you are. No, well, we're all here to defend <laughs> yeah, the Oilers. That's true. We're like, it's literally your job. Yeah. But like, <laughs> Colorado, Colorado was on a five game losing streak as well going into Edmonton. So there's some variables at play. Variables at play there for them to come out and show up. Like those guys showed up. Like Top line they were, they up were nonstop. They were flying. And we couldn't keep up with them. Now, I'm I'm wondering if any team could have beat Colorado last night. I'm not here to justify that. The Oilers didn't put out a good performance outside of the fourth line. But uh, like I was watching. I'm like, wow, these guys are tough to contain right now. And I'm not like, it's still like, we're talking about losing four games in a row, which never should have happened. But like last night was like, wow, we're in, we're in tough here. Well, Wanya, you felt like they gave up? 
Last oh, night? I think I, I I cannot explain those last four games. Yeah, I well, cannot explain let's the be lack- fair. I got like I said, I, and this is last night they had Florida, and well, last night they had to win. I was willing to forgive them on the road trip because they played uh, eight games in thirteen days in seven cities, and you could tell in the Tampa and Florida game they only had so much left in the tank. They would go and throw it out there if it didn't if it if they didn't produce. Then they were just trying to stay alive. Like you could tell there was fatigue. See, now they had three or four days rest in between those games. I expected them to come with the same intensity Colorado came to Edmonton with. Well, it, so I think Vegas, like when they make the odds, they must know something because for the last four games, the last four that we lost, we were betting dogs. Like we were the underdog in every single one of those games. I, I, bet, I, I bet I loaded up my betting account. To, against Florida, I'm like, well, this is the one so on the trip I. we win. So did I. And they and yeah, they were the underdog. They were, like, plus, oh, this is yeah, they were like a plus 150, and that's yeah. like pretty good odds, right? Like, very good. Especially, I mean, Florida's pretty good, but they can shit the bed too. So you're like surprised professional odds makers have an inside track on. No, they're amazing. It's, un- oh, it's uncanny. Yeah. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, is like they saw something where I was sitting there yeah. going, like, they're going through Florida, you know, and they should be able to at least win one of them. Oh no, I agree. And they didn't even come close. No, it looks like they've quit. Like last night, I mean, maybe you're seeing it differently, Jay. I didn't see any sort of hustle. Like they came out except for the fourth line. Fourth line, fourth line was, was great. Unreal no, last fair. night. That's fair. That's like fair. If, if 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 the whole team could have matched the fourth line's intensity, we win that game. Saying quit is so tough. It's tough to say guys quit. Like quitting the game last night, man. I can tell you that. Yeah. When they were down to nothing, they quit. Like, uh, straight up. The fourth well, line. I'll, t- I'll tell you what happened. It all starts with letting the first shot in. Mm-hmm. That is so demoralizing. Mm-hmm. And immediately puts your team in a bad mindset. I'm not, and uh, it's tough to claw back. Like, it, it's like that last night's game in terms of the start. Like, you're witnessing what happened last season. We're starting from behind. Yes, on the score. But because of the first shot, it's even like a, like a mental delay right like that, that's slowing everything down so yeah i don't know it's amazing how it feels so much different after these last four games oh four maybe, games maybe. ago i was like we can't lose yeah this team is awesome they look great and literally after colorado i'm like completely different i'm trying like to remember who year. scored last night because all those shots kicked in and i didn't ratty ratty yeah that's mm-hmm. ratty scored off all lars t- uh, larson shot tipped uh, tipped her in but like so go back to florida right if Bobby Lou makes those amazing saves in the first period. Like we dominated the first in Florida, right? He made like two or three, like that were like 95% of the time. Those are goals saves. And I think it's because if I said on the ON radio podcast that I think he was cheating because they're all Connor set up. So I think he was cheating knowing Connor was going to pass. Connor needs to start showing, showing shot more to how have goalies have to hold on a little bit more before they slide over. Um, but if those go in, if one of those or two of those, and they they have the lead, and then they can go in and in, 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 uh, force them to, and put the pressure on the other side, maybe they win in Florida. Like, But you come into last night, 26 seconds in, that garbage goal goes in on the first shot. And like that, that just sets the team back so much. It's so tough to come back from because it's not just that it's one goal. It's, that it, it's, it's the letdown of that goal. Because it was brutal. Do we admit we like seeing Koskinen in net? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> I liked it. I liked when they. That's the thing, and that shouldn't be the case. And, like, I'm not, and it's it's you can't just all point your fingers at Talbot, but like he put he 
he he set the mental tone of that game very early by letting that in. He needs to be better. He needs to come out hotter and be stronger. If that first goal happens 15 minutes in the game after he's already made a couple good saves, that changes everything. But to let it go, like to let it happen when it did, how it did, that just like you're just like, oh god, here we go again. And then these guys start thinking about last year, and then all of a sudden, you know. But these guys are supposed to be pros, and not supposed to let that affect them. But there is a mental thing, you know, component to this game. So Montreal comes in tomorrow or on yeah tomorrow night. Yeah, Oilers win. What are we thinking? Always Oilers win. Oilers win. Oilers are the favorite. Weber could be back tomorrow. You know, PK Subban has more points as a predator than Shea Weber has played games in Montreal. Really? Yeah. Since the trade, they both have That's the same stat. amount of cups, though. We'll be back after this real life podcast. <laughs> SumoJerky.com. You've been through the gas station. You've seen all the flavors, teriyaki, black pepper, maybe extra hot, sweet chili. That's about as exotic as it gets. But if you subscribe to Sumo Jerky at SumoJerky.com, check them out online, enter your preferences. They source out the finest small batch handcrafted maw and paw jerky from all over the world. They have all your favorite flavors, but it's high-quality, handcrafted versions of your favorite flavors, and they get exotic as well. Exotic jerky from exotic animals, or play it straight and stick with beef. Enter your preferences at sumojerky.com. It shows up once a month. Deliver it as a gift if you like. Have it sent to your work for a little pick-me-up during the day. Sumojerky.com. Follow them on Instagram at sumojerky for pictures of their meat. Or sign up for the service yourself, sumojerky.com. Once a month, meat delivered right to your door. It's the home delivery service you didn't realize you need until it started showing up. My favorite day of the month is Sumo Jerky Delivery Day. Sumojerky.com to get started. Okay, we're back. Real Life Podcast. Chalmers, I'm listening to the Sumo Jerky ad for the first time during the break. There. Yeah, it's fantastic. I know. It's like, hilarious. Yukon? What, what's happening? It's hilarious how you zoned out and I could tell that you had literally never heard these ads before because you don't listen to it. Never listen to the show. Don't want <laughs> to. Funny. I don't want to get our listeners up to 13, Chalmers. Then what are we going to do? It's probably going to melt iTunes. Do at least... Um, nope. Download? You don't even do that? No. Huh. All right. <laughs> oh, you should, yeah, you should download it. Nope. We, 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 we need the analytics. Nope. Sanctity of the analytics. If you're not listening, don't you, be downloading. Our worried, analytics are real. He's worried that he'll even just stumble upon it. Or that You know how like, sometimes you'll turn on your truck and it'll just like start uh-huh. playing yeah. something? Oh, yeah. And you never know what it's going to start Oh, no, playing. my voice. Yeah. You'll Here's know the day I listen because I'll come in and be like, hey, guys. I'm not doing this you? anymore. And you'll be like, oh, my God, Wanya heard his voice. You'll he sound he like sounds Josh. like Seth Rogen. Hey, guys. Yeah. I'm not going to have a gravelly low voice anymore like Seth Rogen. I try to listen to all of them. Well, good for you, Jay. Yeah. You get a gold star. Yeah. Chalmers, you want a gold star? I do. You well, can I, have one, too. I listen to them all. Do you? Yeah. Well, yeah, I listen to see how, like, if there's any, like, things that I need to improve on. Because, like, sometimes, like, you'll be talking or someone will be talking. I'll be like, oh. And I'll just, like, <laughs> like just for no fucking reason, I'll just throw oh in there. And I'm like, okay, well, that's something I got to fix. So stay tuned. I'll come to pieces if I listen to this show, Chalmers. I will. Start You'll be to too hard on yourself. Every- yes, I don't want to hear my own voice. But what if it goes the other way? I was I I was really nervous about listening to the very first time I was on it, and then I was kind of like, Jesus, that's not as bad as I thought I would sound. And but then what? But then nothing. Like then I you, come and talk on the mic and do the exact in- same show as ever. Yeah. Like me thinking I'm good so or bad has no is impact. Not as bad as the negative. No, no. And I'll just listen. keep coming talking, man. Do you, bro? Do you, bro? Do you, bro? You know. This week had some ups and downs, Chalmers, that I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Namely, there was a couple little fellas. One's not so little. It got sent down to the A. Yeah. 
Puliarvi got sent down. Yamamoto got sent down. What do you think? Well, I think something has to be done. I mean, they have to figure out how to turn it around. And I don't know. This whole thing about the communication that I was reading. when I think P- you're alluding to Pacarainen's yes. article. Yeah. So there's an article that a Finnish reporter. Went, up on OilersNation.com. Yeah. Yes. Up on OilersNation.com that just kind of puts it all into perspective. Hit and, me with a quote. Well, the quote is, uh, shit. Uh, here's the quote. Come in right now. Mm-hmm. Where the hell is uh, the quote? Oh, sorry. I did it again. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, well, the, the headline is former Edmonton Oilers player Eero Pekka complains of the lack of communication from coaches. Okay. And basically what he says is that they were never giving him any reasons why he wasn't being played. And his exact... The quote about the press box is so good, and now I cannot. Well, here's one quote: They don't say anything or talk to you yes. about why you're not playing. At least this is my, this is translation. This is not my broken English. Uh, at least the Oilers never did. That's what annoyed me the most. Coach never gives you a reason or reasons. You have to figure out why you're sitting in the press box by yourself. Also, in general, the coach and the GM talk to us very little. It's almost like they have some top secret information. I think it's unfathomable. He says that communication should be more open like it is in Europe. Here it goes like it should. In the NHL, it feels like the coach is one great ego. Of course, the coach will talk to the players about random things, but never about anything personal or related to their own game. That's crazy. And then there's, uh, I think Bagmill wrote this article. There's something uh, where uh, in 2015, Joe Thornton had some comments about McClellan that alluded to the same thing. You're supposed to be a teacher. You're supposed to be teaching and like being these guys, you don't have to be their friend. You just have to be a mentor. Show them the right and wrong things that they're doing. How can he not be doing that? So especially with a guy like Puliarvi, who, in my opinion, just from the outside, looks like he could really use that. Somebody to like take him under his wing. Well, obviously the coach doesn't trust Puliarvi, and I can see why in some instances, but I think it's important that he's that he plays. So I think it's I don't. I don't mind the sending him down. He needs to play. Yamamoto needs to play. They need this for development, as opposed to trying to force him into the lineup when he doesn't know where he stands. His confidence is shattered. He's going out there trying to force everything, and you're going to get an even shittier product. Just just get him down to a place where he can just play and try to be mentally free and just play hockey, and allow him to kind of build that confidence back up because. Something has been mismanaged with him in the sense of in preseason, he was unreal. Him and Yamamoto were both unreal. And not saying preseason relates to regular season, but you can see that there's a, there's awesome hockey players there. And then just kind of how they're being managed up here, it wasn't working and they were taking steps back. So I agree with sending them down. Who's to blame as to why they got to where they are? I don't know. And this kind of like opens up a bigger conversation that Wanye was kind of alluding to is, has the coach lost the team or is the team not responding to the coach? And if that is an actual situation, well, then we've got a, a real issue that needs to be solved very quickly. And that is bye-bye Todd. If that's really the ant, like if that's really the situation, then you, we have to, we have to treat the problem. Yeah. I think that different coaches will have different players. And again, I'm talking theoretically here. Chalmers, I haven't been, been in a dressing room <laughs> in 
25 years. Different coaches will coach players different ways. Different players will respond to different coaching styles certain ways. So having yep. a hard-ass coach will help some players on the team, correct? Yep. Oh, yeah. And then other players won't. Where I think the Oilers are falling down as an organization is that they're failing to take into account that they're bringing in 18-year-olds, oftentimes foreign, thinking of Yakupov, mm-hmm. thinking of Pakarinen, thinking now of PRV. They're having a very difficult time acclimatizing to the city. I know this for a fact. I know that Pugliarvi, when he comes home at the end of the night, is like kind of sitting on his couch being like, I'm in a foreign country. I'm having a tough time. I have a buddy who takes him and helps him with his groceries and drives him around town. He says he's the nicest guy in the world and says he's having a hard time. Really? Yep. So this is where the Oilers need to identify that. And instead of alienating him and leaving him on an island, need to support his situation and do something a la Barzell and have like a Finnish life coach that is also like his like just day to day like rock. If I was in charge, I would honestly create a group of people who work for the team who are like Mario to Marty Turco. Remember that guy? Remember how Marty Turco had a limo? Oh, yeah. And then he had a driver named Mario and how Mario kept him from getting DUIs. This is a cool story, Jared. We're down in Dallas once upon a time. Yeah. Um, And he was a driver and he helped him out with a bunch of stuff. And you remember him telling the story about how after he left, Mario kept helping guys on the team and just helped them with that service. And there was the other guy that we Jonesy. Jonesy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jonesy was another guy down in Dallas who was just sort of around. He was uh, the guy went to play for New York and made all the money. It was his buddy. Brad Richards. Richards. It was Brad Richards' buddy, right? I think the Oilers need to create a group of people like this who help the players acclimatize, help the wives acclimatize, right? The worst thing that can happen, we know this as Edmontonians, is if you get stuck in your house for a long Edmonton winter and you're isolated, right? And I think just as much effort needs to go into like working on these guys' psyches and building up their confidence as it does being in the gym. And if your head is so far up your ass that you're not even talking to your players because you're like, well, that's not how we did in 1987 when I got the start of the dub, when everybody used to smoke at intermission. Motherfucker, it's 2018. You know how fragile people are? Yeah. You know how fragile all these little snowflakes <laughs> are coming in here? And you're not going to put one drop of effort into making sure that these guys feel like they're, you know, in Vancouver, every single Canuck has to make two charity appearances a season. The season oh, I, or a I, month. I, I don't know the frequency, but it's I know like, it's a lot. It's mandated by the team. I think it's two, two appearances a season. Everybody has to pair off with a charity. And if you talk to former Canucks or current Canucks, they say this is one of the best things about being a Canuck. You're in the community. We don't really do stuff like that. You know, I think that guys like Puliarvi who are moving here from a foreign country, they're 18 years old. They're getting down on themselves. This is like a terminal decline of their career. Well, you hit on it when you said, like, if you get stuck in your house for a long Edmonton winter and like... When we're stuck in our house for a long Edmonton winter, we're going to work and our release is to go to the arena and be with our friends and play hockey. If you're going to that arena and you're not part of maybe the inner circle of players yeah. and you're a Finnish kid that doesn't speak the language great yeah. and maybe don't have any friends on the team, like yeah. that, you wouldn't even want to go there. Yeah. Like, you'd feel so isolated. That'd I'm, be a terrible feeling. And I think between... Puliarvi, and perhaps I don't know if he's reached that point yet, but a guy like Yakupov for sure. Shit, the only guy Yakupov ever got along with in his three years was Derek Roy. Derek Roy was the Yak Whisperer, remember? Yeah, yeah. wasn't there a Russian goalie too? Briz, Javi Bulin? No, I don't know. No, never. But Yakupov was a weird dude. All right, well, do your fucking research and don't draft him first overall if you don't feel like you have the organization that can welcome somebody into the city, keep them doing constructive shit with their time. If they get down on themselves, like, I don't know if the others, they sure they have a sports psychologist. 
They should assign. But not a Finnish sports psychologist. Right. They should assign everybody a shrink. Yeah. There should be mandatory check-ins. And you're talking about driving Ferraris with the shrink and how freaky that is. You're talking about all the ladies lining up around you, how freaky that is, because you're only going to get that in eight or 10 NHL cities. Mm-hmm. And they should be working with these kids because it's costing them. Their off ice ignorance is costing them on the ice as an organization. I yeah. really am starting to feel like what's the X factor where like, oh, great. Now Pooley fucked and now he's down in the NHL. What was he? Fourth overall pick? Yeah. European guys don't generally do well when they come to Edmonton. I think one of the reasons is that they have a hard time acclimatizing. I can't believe they haven't figured that out yet. After like, but you're never going to solve a question you're not asking. And so like, why are they so? I want to that beat question. Chiarelli with some sort of tire iron. When I see his smug face yesterday on Twitter live, being like, "Oh well, you know, we got a lot of things to worry about over here," and I uh, went to Harvard and don't worry about this and everything, motherfucker. You do not even have a plan. You are embarrassing. When we're watching you, who was he being interviewed by to start the season out? And they're like, do you feel like you've gotten better to keep pace with the Pacific? He's like, of course, I feel like we've gotten better. Huh? Like Chia, to me, I, I like Coach McClellan. I think he's. Everybody said good things about him. But he's a hard ass. Him. Well, yes. and he's a hard Not, ass. We don't know who, who's, who's everyone. Well, Brandon Davidson said he was, a, said that he loved him. Oh, that's true. Uh, who was the other guy that. Was, but that, but that's like a good old boy, Canadian kid. Who gets it? You know, yeah. McClellan coached in the dub. He's been dealing with Brandon Davidson's his entire career. Yeah. That's Pooley RV coming in here with his 11 inch tongue and his <laughs> desire for pizza is a completely different breed. Mm-hmm. Right. But Chia is really starting to get on my nerves because, like, the other day they iced a line and it was everybody was a left handed shot. I think you it was noticed that? Florida. It's called our power play. And you can't even do a one-timer. I even know this. <laughs> well, and sure this motherfucker is no, sitting no, up in the no, stands no, 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 and he's no, like, no. Mm, this uh, looks good. Uh, I'm in a, the, the five left. Yes, you can have a one-timer with five left shots. You just, you shift it to the other side. Your, your one-timer comes from the other side as opposed to where the right-handed shot guy. It is doable. So maybe there's other is, issues maybe there. Maybe one you say the element of surprise will be okay. I can live with it. It's good to have one right hand. I agree. But you can have a one-timer with one left shot. It seems honest. to me as though what Chiarelli was trying to address when he came to Edmonton was defensive depth. What is he, four years in? It was tenure, I think. Yep. He's traded Hall. Yeah, for defensive depth, which did work. Larson's good. Yeah, with the exception of that, like I don't even think we're addressing the problems. Cam Talbot is now in his fourth year as an Edmonton Oiler. Wow, Cujo was here for a year and a half. That's it. Two years. Yeah, well, I don't think it was two. Yeah, it was seasons. short. It felt longer. I was like, I think two seasons. Yeah, or summer, Cujo two was and a half. I think I think he came halfway through. Yeah, yeah, season, yeah, right. Yeah. So if you measure your goalies in Cujos, which I do, it's four Cujos. Well, two. I think you got to like start making some moves here. And I just, I just feel like watching Chirelli in that interview. I just felt like this whole season's going to go by. Well, you can tell that they're address, trying to address the goalie issue through the draft. So they've drafted two high profile goalies, junior goalies, Skinner, uh, Skinner and uh, Domingue. Uh, but goalies take time. So that doesn't answer it today. They're trying to address, you know, the problem from four four years from now, and the, I think the salute what we have right now in place isn't going to hold us that long. So small sample size; it's only been 16, 17 games. But from what it sounds like, the first half of that wasn't what we could, should expect. Like what the way you feel is that like they kind of overachieved. Now they're underachieving, and we're somewhere in the middle. I think it's some midpoint. Yeah, I yeah. feel like yeah, 
you can only make excuses for players or for managers or for coaches for so long. Fuck, we are going to watch this year slip away, aren't we? I don't know, man. I hope not, it's still, man. like I said, it's still early. Like I said, like it's, my kids are finally into it. <laughs> Christ's sake! It's uh, up until the Florida game. You would have done everything under the sun to have the record we had. Yep. Uh, given the schedule we had, but yep. just now you're like, like okay, like what, 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 what are we now? Like, yeah, we were hot there for a bit, but like, what's happening now? Because uh, it it does it something does appear to be wrong. So what's the problem? I, I thought they were going to go 4-0 a week ago, Chalmers. We're riding high. <laughs> yeah, we the point is, good teams don't have all these ups and downs. Nope. Good teams come out and start winning. And they may have a stretch in the season where they go a little shitty. And you go, ah, well, they're a good team. They'll pull out of it. Two to three game losing streaks is okay. Sure. You know, with a good team, like they, those happen. Uh, but yeah, no, good teams will will respond to that and then show up and then go on a, you know, five and two run in the next seven games coming out of that. Uh, so the question is, is four game losing streak. Are we now going to, are we now going to get our shit together and win? Go streak and, the again? Next 12, and yeah. if so, well then like, okay, well that's a blip. Maybe this yeah. fatigue thing, yeah. you know, held over or we actually really have a fucking problem and we need to figure out what it is. So we can't change the players on the ice. You can maybe change one piece here and there in season, so, like, is there something else that we need to change? I don't know. <laughs> well, Coach Q is available. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, I still, I let's I still, talk about that after the break yeah. because I think that that's something worth discussing. We'll take a break. We'll be back. Real Life Podcast. Alberta is where you find hardworking hands. Where prairie-grown rye meets mountain spring water. Where we pull dragons from the ground. And we choose Rig Hand Distillery. Vodka, whiskey, gin, and more. Rig Hand is made from Alberta-grown ingredients, locally distilled and distributed. It's a bottle of Alberta. Ask for award-winning Rig Hand in your liquor store and visit RigHandDistillery.com. We're back. God damn, that is professional. Have you heard that Rig Hand ad, Chalmers? Yeah, I've heard them all. There's horses, and I think there was an engine revving. <laughs> yeah. Makes me want to get lit. Right now? Well, I did have five I'm shots game. prior to going. Really? I'm always game. <laughs> well, I was at Jared's house on the weekend. He was just, it was, the rig hand was flying from all, it was raining rig hand oh, at Jared's the, house. The vodka, the premium yeah. vodka. Mm. It's delicious. Mm. Is that, do you like all of them? Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about the nation vodka? Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, a premium good. vodka. Yeah, good, good, the good, premium good. nation vodka. Yeah. Premium nation vodka. They Delish. got the brum as well. Oh. Which uh, last time at the, the nation get together, we did shots of mm-hmm, brum. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Brum and, is surprisingly uh, delicious. Like, it's just like a sweet. Uh, I, th- I think it's a little bit sweeter than normal rum, but it's yeah, good. It's got a nice taste. And the sip garlic. it on ice or just shoot it. Oh, well, both. I think you could sip on it. I think you could. Yeah. Yeah. They got the garlic vodka for uh, Great Caesars. There's a lot of brands on the Rig Hand site. Like they have a lot of different flavors oh, yeah. of shit. Speaking of Caesars, I don't know if I should tell all twelve listeners of the real life. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say thank you. This is a thank you. Mm. There's two ways to get booze fast at Roger's place at intermission. I figured it out. You go, number one, you do not do anything on the second level. The minute the game is over, if your period's over, if you're sitting top deck like we do, you go down to the main concourse, the lines are half as long. Mm-hmm. The other move, if you have to stay, and I got this last night for sure, is you go into the end zone and there's a Caesar station next to a pierogi nacho station and it's dead. I went there both 
intermissions. Oh, I know. And so you wheel is. right in and you can have a Caesar, like basically no weight, even though the guy was pouring Caesars very slowly. And then the pierogi <laughs> station has beers. Oh, so this is where you go if you want to get oh, a good thing. There's only 12 listeners. This is the that, whole thing. Yeah. And I don't know. Do I want to tell everybody? I thought, yes, I am going to tell them because I've wasted so much of their time talking about drywall today. That's we nice we owe it to them. <laughs> yeah. That's the way you get it done, though. Can you explain to me how to get a faster Ryan Coke? Main floor. That's the only way? Main floor. And like when you come in in Ford Hall, if you go straight and you kind of like veer a little bit to your right and you walk by that Ford truck, yeah. there's like a pickup truck there. Yeah. For my money, that's the most efficient concession. Well, because there's two big, there's two bars on either side of that. Yeah. So they've got a lot that of capacity. Yeah. yeah, And they're moving units. What you don't want to do is get yourself stuck upstairs in the drink lines in the end. Like the one that's overlooking Ford Hall. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, that one's brutal. Yeah, you're not going to get a wee in there if you're getting a oh. drink too. That's good information. Well, Chalmers. I hate Caesars, though. I'll quote Mike Fugelberg, our good friend. Very un-Canadian of you. He said to me, I don't like the new arena. And I said, what do you mean you don't like the new arena? It's beautiful. He goes, no, I don't like it. It's like going to a new high school. I don't know who anybody is anymore. (laughs) I don't know where to go to see my friends. At the old arena, I knew where to go and stand and see all my friends. That's so true. I don't know where to go in the new arena. So as we're getting used to the new bar and you got to throw the life hacks out there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So meet you at the Caesar Pierogi Bar. I'll tell you. It's delicious. You don't like Caesars. Don't like him. I had a Caesar for the first time last night since the concert with you two. Oh, wow. I didn't want to drink Caesars again after yeah, that. Fair enough. One time we went down to Calgary. What year is that? Oh, three. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, two. Oh, three. You two playing the lemon tour favorite. No, um, no, no. It was a little bit after that. Yeah. And I had to go down early for a meeting at 22. I don't know what I was meeting about. Something important. And then Jay came down and I proceeded to get steamrolling drunk on Caesars at the U2 concert because it was like right behind our seats. That sounds like it has a lot of acid reflux involved in it. And no, 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 no. no. That's only if you make them really spicy. We do have a near death experience in this story, but it wasn't alcohol related. Oh, good. So put all the Caesars to bed. Time of my life. U2 saying with or without you, but living the dream. <laughs> right. Get in the blazer, drive him back. And it's starting to snow like bad. Oh, Jesus. And we got to go. We got school in the morning. We got yeah. lives to leave. And so I, I drove because Wanye crushed all the Caesars. Oh, I, I did. I, I had to have I had yeah. to have one, of course. Yeah. I love Caesars because I had to do a school presentation the next day. Yeah, you did. So that was the stipulation. I will go to the U2 concert, but I have to come home that night. Yeah. And so Wanye wheels up to Nate, picks me up. I hop in the blazer. We go down. Then I, I drive us back. And yeah, we hit this. It's like the middle of May or like end of May. Yeah, freak and we're storm. out near like Bowdoin or something, and we get this Innisfail, Innisfail in between yeah. Innisfail and Bowdoin. Oh, I see. Yeah, uh, and uh, this crazy snowstorm hits, and all of a sudden, like it's like a quasi whiteout. Now hold on, I want to just reverse because my part of the story. This is funny. I'm hammered. Like I cannot tell you how happy I was on Caesars. And yeah. I phoned the bear. And I'm like, woo, I went to you too. I'm the king of the world. And they're like, this is not going on the air. And I'm like, who needs you? Click. And then I lie my seat back and promptly pass out. Yep. And I wake up to Jay screaming. And we're fishtailing. And you can't see past the edge of the hood. And he goes, oh, no, wait, we're good. We're good. I got it. And then we went flying into the ditch. And then we went end over end. Yep. And I had aftermarket speakers, such was the style of the time. One like detached and hit me in the head. It was like being in a dryer. Oh, yeah. And so we land back on our tires. We yeah. land back up on our tires. And I'm sort of like half asleep, also half drunk, probably concussed. And Jay has to like pull me out of the car the one way. And I get out and I look at the ground. I go, oh, damn, we have a flat tire. 
because we'd landed back on our tires. That was the only damage I could see. He goes, really? A flat tire? And walks me around the car to my side of the truck, rather, and it was all blown out. Like, if I hadn't had my seat lied back, I'd either be a foot shorter yeah. or D-E-D. Yeah, like- was sleeping with the seat laid all the way back with no seatbelt. Oh. And we went. And the roof was crushed on just his <laughs> side. It was crushed down on his side because we... So like, no seatbelts, a bit of a burn. Yeah, like Our I would, 13 listeners don't need to know all <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. It was the early aughts, people. Nobody wore seatbelts. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was, uh, yeah, like I said, like, it was it was funny because, like, all of a sudden, like, the snow hit and, like, I feel like the car is getting light. So I'm like, okay, I slow down to 80 and I'm just like, okay, I'm chilling. And, yeah, all of a sudden it's like the back end once again falls out and then we go straight into that ditch, start sliding. We hit a culverts head on. Mm-hmm. And so that forces us to flip end over end. And then we get out of the car. Wanya does his, his inspection, <laughs> deeming the car to be fine. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like a hundred yards away in the ditch, you could see this like green light in the snow. Wanya's phone had flown out, yeah. and it was his phone ring because his sister was driving behind us, asking, yeah. calling to see, was that you guys that went in the ditch? Because we looked okay. Yeah. So I get the phone, and I'm like, and like my, I had an old laptop at the point in time. It was new. It had flown out. All my shit had flown out, and there was like debris everywhere, and a truck jackknife. Remember? Yeah, right, like, like uh, three hundred yards in front of us. So like this pick, this semi comes like, like the head Jesus. of the truck's moved jackknife, and there's like spray yeah. spraying sparks yeah. everywhere. Like holy shit! And then this volunteer firefighter rolls up. Remember that guy? Yeah, just he jumps the out. other way on the highway, stops, sees us, and he's like, "I'm a volunteer firefighter. I can't believe either of you are alive." He saw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're like, okay. And I'm in my head. I'm like, I wasn't even wearing a seatbelt, but that's neither <laughs> here nor there. So I answer the phone. And my sister's there and she's like, did you guys slide into the ditch? And I'm like, yes. I didn't want to alarm her. Yeah. And I'm like, I think I have to go to the hospital to get checked out. Like, I'm trying to be pragmatic about this entire thing. And she well, goes, well, the firefighters, like, you have to. Yeah. Like, my head was fine. bleeding. He's like, my, remember my head was be bleeding. Trouble, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Could be trouble. Yeah. You put your head through a window. And even though you're an idiot, you probably have a brain somewhere in there, he thought to himself incorrectly. So we go to the <laughs> hospital in Innisfail. And my sister says to me before she hangs up, yeah, we'll come, but we're going to go get something to eat first. Yeah, so they drive ahead to Red Deer to eat. <laughs> so we're in this little hospital and the poor truck driver came in because he'd had a heart attack. Yeah, so he's there. And we're sitting there waiting and they're like, all right, Mr. Wanye, you are, have a head cleared. You're fine. And my sister walks in and I say to Jay, when she walks in, I want you to stand beside the bed and go, no, so we put the, we put the blanket over Wanye's head. Oh, like I was God, dead, you, son. And I'm on my knees. And the funny thing about the, it was perfect because the, the, it's a small hospital. So the room that Wanye's in literally, it's the first room you see when you walk into the entrance, like yeah. the sliding doors open, like. There it is. So we left the door open. I'm on my knees and I'm banging the back. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. God. And she goes, what the hell? You killed him. And I sat up in the bed and I looked at her. And I'm like, that's what you get for going to eat. Yeah. Well, they to didn't her defense, get us anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. And oh I went to A&W, one of my faves. Oh. To her defense, you did not make it seem like a very big deal. You just To my defense, if my sister said I still have to go to the hospital to get checked out. Yeah. I would be not swinging through for a family pack or whatever the hell they're selling today in Dub. At least yeah. you could have got you some onion rings or something. something. Oh, yeah, exactly. That was such a good prank, though. Yeah, it was good. I That's... remember seeing the pictures of the old Red Blazer oh. the next day. How'd you guys get home from Minnesville? Your sister uh, just yeah, yeah we yeah. crammed the car there in yeah, and they like wanted to go to a party and they were mad. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah that was we, the brief window where she was a bar star. Yeah, we screwed all their plans. Up. All their plans. Oh, poor them. Yeah. I'm like, sorry. I said a near-death experience and died and came back to life. No so cool. after that, you swore off Caesars? Yeah. I never had one until last night. 
Because you thought it might it, kill you in a car accident? I don't know. Just like mind association? <laughs> no, I get it. Seeing I get it. Jesus, I drinking funny. a Caesar, going towards the bright light, <laughs> having Jesus. a celery in my drink. Like, yeah. But last night I got into it and I didn't even flip one car. Atta boy. Boom. Speaking of trips. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. said uh, you have two good stories. What about farting on a plane? Oh, Jesus. Farts yeah. on a plane. Yeah, farts on a plane. And then some passport drama. More dangerous than a snake could be. A so some guarantee. passport drama, yeah. We... um. Jay's writing down Coach Q. On well, her sheet. we totally, tell everyone that's what we're going to jump back into. <laughs> and we proceed to tell a story that was nothing to Don't do worry, with anything. Don't worry, he'll still not be hired and now next we're week. continuing on with the nonsense. He'll not be hired. I hope you enjoy a fart story, everyone. Yeah. yeah. You just won't. Kidding. Anyways. Well, the passport story is the, the, the one that's just, it's, I don't even know what the moral of the story is, is, that the system works or whatever, but we're we're leaving on a plane on Sunday at five at 4.45. And so it's 24 hours before you check in and we're sitting at A&W eating and good choice. It, yeah. Because it's uh sorry, not A&W BPs. Oh. You just talked about A&W. That's why I said, sorry. It's BPs. See, you can't yeah. do that with Arby's though. Cause no one's thinking Arby's. Nobody you. goes you to Arby's. Them with A&W. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly. It's, catch it's, it's an uphill battle. Arby's. I, I want to break the stigma of, of thinking what? of Arby's. It's, it's a, it's a personal mission and I'm not going to be too public about it, well, but good luck with that. Don't worry. No one's Don't worry. It's everyone. We will get their attention. And that's why quietly sometimes you'll see some of the boys will post, uh, Arby's, some, some Arby's stuff. Cause we all believe in this. But anyways, nobody again, believes in this. Getting sidetracked. Anyways, yeah, Arby's so, doesn't believe in Arby's. No, they don't. So we're, I, we have to check in and because we we're traveling with two small children, um, we want to be together and not always do your seats come together. So we want to be the first ones to check in. So we're sitting at Boston pizza after my son's hockey game. And I realize we need to check in, but we don't have our passports and we had just ordered our food. And I was like, you know what? My house is five minutes away. So I'm going to run, get the passports. You guys stay here. I'll be right back. So it's I get good dadding Chalmers. Yeah. I mean, good I just started to stress out like, yeah. I don't know. For some reason, the minute I think of checking in, I have to get it. Because you were prophetic. You knew something was wrong, but you didn't know that. Uh, oh, was. man. So something was definitely mm-hmm. wrong. We, I get back to the to the BPs and I give my wife the passports and I'm like, okay, hey, you read me off the numbers as I put them in. Let's try to do this as fast as we can and just get back to our night. She opens up the passport. She goes, please tell me this is not Luke's passport, that we have another one. You're like the one that says Luke on it? And That's I'm like, no. So my son is literally five years and one month from like right yeah. now. So we got him a passport a month after he was born. So it expired five years later. Baller alert. Yeah. yeah. Damn. So it's expired and we're sitting there going, holy shit, we are supposed to get on a plane tomorrow at 445 and we can't do it. So we call my sister-in-laws, both my sister-in-laws happen to work for WestJet and they both tell us, you're shit out of luck. Don't even try to fly there without a passport. You need a passport. So my wife's been, we, we've been moving a, a lot. a positive message for Western employees, Jay. <laughs> well, Owners care, it's not right? there. Typical it, it, exactly. yeah. Listen, oh, you're screwed. Password issue? We don't care. No, you know what? WestJet was absolutely fantastic in this process. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that later. Do you work for WestJet? I do yeah. not. Okay. Interesting. But I'd like to after what they did for me. Anyways, they, we've had like kind of a little bit of a stressful last couple months and we've been really looking forward to just the four of us going to Phoenix and doing nothing for nine days, sitting by the pool and just doing nothing. And so my wife immediately gets quite upset thinking that now only two of us are going to go and the other one's going to have to sit at the passport office all day Monday, get an emergency passport. Best case scenario, we fly out Tuesday, Wednesday, and we're all united. Why don't you just leave Luke home in like a home alone type situation? With the grandparents? I mean, 
Yeah. Oh, I was thinking just I, alone, alone. And then like maybe Joe Pesci tries to rob your house. Then he devises a series. He of, honestly has the I would ability. bet on Luke over so, Joe Pesci. <laughs> oh, I'd bet on Luke. He's a terror. But uh, no, nah, man, I can't leave my little man. He, all right. But all anyways, right. like so because I don't know. This is the first time he's been to Phoenix where he can utilize like the pool and everything. And like it's a big deal for him. He's really excited. Anyways, my wife is now devastated and crying and I just go into work mode. What can I do? Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the opposite yeah. of the podcast studio, Jay. He goes yeah. into work mode, <laughs> yeah. not into defer mode. <laughs> Continue work mode. Yes, no. so then, anyways, I start. I get on the phone, and basically, everybody's telling me that like you can get an emergency passport on weekends and holidays, but if you find out on a Saturday night that you need a passport and you're flying on a Sunday, your chances are slim to none, and that is exactly our situation. And the lady that we get from WestJet tells us you have to find the exact right person and the exact right number for your division, like Alberta and good luck finding that number. I don't know it. And so we go on this search and my wife goes and gets passport photos and we figure out that we, we find the, the number, but it's basically to a automated system and the automated system. It takes like seven buttons just to get to the emergency passport place right so it's tough to figure out anyways long story short at 9 a.m we realize that's when we're gonna have to call 9 a.m we have to call this place to see if we can get an emergency passport we're flying out at 4 45 that afternoon we have to be at the airport two after two hours early oh. meaning we have between nine and one o'clock at the latest on a sunday to fulfill a passport on a sunday and so we call 9 a.m we call the first people that call my wife leaves a message she calls again at 905 and somebody answers and we're like on speaker. We're both like, holy shit. And she's like, are you Aaron? And, I'm, and she's like, I was just listening to your message. And we're like, okay, so what do we have to do? And like, at this point I have a file folder with like his brand new pictures signed by a guarantor with my dad's information. My dad's on standby. Like he's ready to go as our guarantor. Cause that's, they have to come there. I've got all my birth certificates. We've got the, the, the all the applications filled out. We have everything. And she goes, Okay, meet us at the passport office downtown in Canada Place at 12.15. And we're like, can we come like earlier? Is it even open on a No, Sunday? it's not. She's going to meet us there. Wow. She's not in there. She's at her house. This gets forwarded to her. She's like, I'll meet you there at 12.15 and you should be able to make your flight. And we're like, should? Like, what are you doing? Like, are we going to make the flight? Anyways, we meet her there at 12.15 and they take my dad into a room and they start like asking him all these questions as a guarantor to make sure that this is definitely Luke. And like, anyways, it was like clockwork from that point. And she goes in there, 20 minutes later, she comes out with a passport and we're just like, oh my God, we have all of our bags packed. My dad's going to drive us to the airport. She made a passport then and there. She made a passport right there in 15 minutes. It was amazing. And like, so we went from like the complete lowest low of passport problems to like the system worked for us. And it was amazing. It was amazing to see, it, but it must happen all the time. And I knew that there had to have been a it way. It happens all the time. They tell everyone to go fuck themselves. Yeah. So, yeah. but that's the thing is she well, wasn't. that's the default she, answer she, she because they want, don't want to get your hopes up. Yeah. Yeah. 9 a.m. on Sunday, she very badly wanted to tell us to go fuck ourselves. Yeah. She was like, can you book another flight? Is there all these other options? And I... I mean, I was, I embellished a little bit. I was like, well, we've already booked ourselves onto a Wednesday flight, but that's three days. And she's like, oh, okay. So there's no flights tomorrow. I'm like, no, they're all booked. And it is somewhat true. I had booked me and Luke to go on Wednesday. I think that's and true. And Logan and Aaron I think you're to telling go the truth. on Sunday. Yeah, but 
there was a Tuesday flight, ah. but I wasn't 100% safe that even if I went there Monday, that I would get it within that 24-hour yeah, period. Yeah, screw that. You tell them so whatever story so you I need told, to tell yeah, them. Yeah. So we were just like, we have no choice. We have nothing. I could show you travel documents. Anyways, she's like, okay, I'll meet you there at 12.15. And they did, man. And it was amazing. And like WestJet transferred both my flights after they found out what it had, like what we were doing. Didn't charge me a single cent. Like- we got, they care. we got, yeah, it was as perfect of a scenario as you can have for two idiot parents that don't realize their child's birth certificate or passport is fucked up. And then my son decided to fart on the flight the whole way there. Ah, you still, but, so, no, at the end so, of that story, and we're not going to tell it, Jay, okay. don't worry. Coach Q, <laughs> you did think your son was farting on the plane? After no, all? I don't. That's Explain I just was, the situation because when you were okay. telling us it earlier, it was funny. So. When I'm on a flight, Coach and Q, somebody, you're getting bumped. What, sorry, we have no time. Sorry, for you. No, no, we're going to talk about Coach Q because if, people need to hear this. Four underlines on your sheet there. I don't know if anybody else does this, but when you're on a flight and somebody farts and you don't want to smell it, you don't pull your shirt up above your nose and act like it's a huge big deal. I just simply put my hand in front of my face and it masks the smell. How of many the fart. fart flights are you on? Man, seems like every single one. Like, and it's not me. I'm flying. I'm, I'm usually so sitting next to my brother-in-law, and I'm almost True. positive it's him. And so. Anyways, so I, I smell a fart on this flight and I'm like, Jesus. And I look over at this lady sitting next to me. It's a nice old lady sitting, my son, Luke is sitting in between us. I'm on the aisle. She's at the window and she puts her hand up to her face. And I'm like, okay, she probably thinks this is my son. So I'm going to take off my headset and very obviously ask him if that was him that tooted and just to not throw him do under it the again. bus. Yeah. And not he goes, be the good and, dad and just own it and be like, sorry, the chili con so, carne I had I do at not Chili's have, before boarding the flight. I do not have that ability in me to I was sit eating there for Arby's three hours with an old lady guts. thinking I'm farting. I don't have that ability. I'm not going to take that bullet for anybody. I don't know what it is. I just don't want to be that guy. Oh, I would have done Even the same if it is thing, me, I'm going to look at the guy. I'm going to fart. I'm going to have everybody smell it. I'm going to look at the guy next to me in disgust. Of course. that everybody sees it. Try to pin it on him. Anyways, so it happens four times. And every time I'm like, buddy are you tooting? And I'm saying it a little louder. Like you can't do it. And he's dad. I'm not, it's not me. I promise. And I'm just sitting there like this fucking lady probably thinks that I'm just a piece of shit. Cause there's not very many people around us. The whole row in front of us is empty except for one lady sitting there. Yeah. And there's like one person in every other row. Why she didn't get up and move to another seat. I don't understand. She's against the window, man. She could have had a window in three other aisles. Yeah. 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 But like at the point, well, now it's uh. far to Palooza. You can't get up in the middle. Maybe she was feeling awkward. She's like, oh man, I Maybe don't want to get up. it. And then masking it with her hand. Well, you of course, said, the same you thing. just yeah. said you would fart and blame it on the person next you to you. But do, I don't you, mask you gotta it. With my... You got to do the actions as if it's not you. You got to look around and be like, oh, geez. This yeah. is a good whodunit. You've got a kid <laughs> yep. who can't control himself, one yep. iota. You've got a lady. And is known to lie. Is known to oh, lie. Oh, is he? <laughs> <laughs> he fibs. Oh, oh, oh Jared, don't you the dare. The ghost. people need to know this. You son of a bitch. Uh-oh. You heartless bastard. Coach Q. Finish it off, Chalmers. Finish it off. Anyways, yeah, no, no, it was. So I literally wanted to, at the end of the flight, like say to this lady, look, I'm really sorry. That wasn't me farting. Like that's how weirdly I analyze this shit and internalize it and make it. Yeah, yeah, I'm fucked. Uh, Coach Q? Yeah, Coach Q. <laughs> was, that the, was he going to play us off? Is that what that was? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. He was starting. Uh, we let's have make the him ability. do it. No, we keep, have the let's ability. Let's make him do it. Let's keep talking. Well, this so, has happened three shows in a row. <laughs> <laughs> As we all laugh. Well, I think uh, this is a good rap. I like it. The Oilers should consider the option of Coach Q if coaching is actually an issue. Well, if he's actually lost the team. If this is actually a thing. These are the things... We don't know, but there is someone who 
has players who went publicly and said, I wish I could have played better to keep him here, who is now available. And if we actually have a situation where there's a coach that's lost the team, well, maybe we want to bring in the ultimate players coach who's got a resume amongst resumes. And a curly mustache. And he's got a connection to Edmonton. What's that? There's some family connection. Oh. I think his son or nephew or cousin or whatever. Uh they live here. He's got. He's got a. He's got a. We got Jared doing the helicopter with one finger. <laughs> well, I'm getting no help we here. Jay, I'm just, we got Jay I don't going to like, Coach Q. His cousin lives here. Joe Quinville. Yeah, I know. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's it. This shit's over. See you next week. Coach Q. Coach Q. Coach Q. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.